This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snow White. It is July 3rd um, around Columbus, Ohio. I'm sitting on the banks of the Olentangy River. Yesterday when we arrived, it was 90 degrees warmer than when we left on New Year's Day. The Olentangy is low. It's flowing a little fast, but it's stained. I'm not sure how much sight casting for carp I'm going to be able to do here. I'll try some other spots and rivers around town if this does not pan out today. The plan is fish down here, head up to Mad River Outfitters and hang out with Ryan a bit. Check on material I might need to tie sand eels and then head back for the England match at 2 o'clock unless I go to an English pub in Columbus. It was an easy drive yesterday. Not a whole lot of traffic. It was hot. There was one guy who decided to flip me the bird for going 80 miles an hour in the left lane. When he eventually passed us, he got into the right lane, and, well, I decided to Mexican roadblock him, and he couldn't really go anywhere with the truck driving next to us in the right lane ahead of him. That was a little fun. Now we got in and hung out with the in-laws last night. I made Korean bulgogi tacos. 
little Chewy's white sauce and pickled red onions and cabbage slaw. Corn tortillas would have been preferable, but we used small flour ones. It's a beautiful day. There's a little bit of a breeze, mostly blue sky. I'm wearing my Flying the Flats Carolina Pima Cotton Blue. And the plan is maybe fish with Ryan or cousin Caleb later on in this week. We're going to head back on Friday. I've got clients on Saturday and dinner guests on Saturday night. So I'm going to go try sight casting and stalking some carp. I've got my eight and a half or my seven foot, 11 inch, eight weight rod. It's got a reel on it from the nineties. It's got a shooting head and I've been playing with a Jumbo John variant for carp. This one is with a bright orange bead and it's got some MFC black, yellow, and red legs. It's got yellow hackle around it and a ice gold dub stone body or thorax with a brown copper wired body. So I'll take a picture of that, but I'm going to hang up on you. I'm going to go fish. Last week, the wife was in Singapore for eight days, so I had the kids solo. Now that the grandparents are here, it's, uh, it's their time to hang out with the kid and give me some free time. So I'm going to be fishing the next couple of days. Well, the old tangy was no good. It was completely blown out. I walked down maybe three quarters of a mile, walked back up, nothing. So I decided to move upstream a bit, and I found another spot, but it was still too blown out. So I decided to roll up to Mad River Outfitters, talk to Ryan. They gave me a spot. You can hear I'm below a large waterfall. There are caddisflies and blue damselflies everywhere, ants on the rocks. It's hot out here. It's about 90 degrees. I don't know what the humidity is, but I'm dripping sweat. I'm not going to go to the English pub for the match because I'm just disgusting. I don't want to be kicked out for being gross. So while I was in Mad River, I picked up some zonker strips, some blue faux bucktail, and some size small wobsy lead eyes. And then I went to the liquor store next door. They didn't have the bourbon I was looking for or the beer. So I went to Marshall's, ended up buying a brand new Buckeyes scarlet and gray flannel shirt. It doesn't have snaps. I don't like wearing shirts with buttons, but what are you going to do? The guys in the shop said if they don't have the beer next to them, go around the corner to this beer mart. And I walked in there and it was spectacular. I, I don't recognize most of what's in there. It's about four times the size of Norm's beer and wine back home. So I ended up getting my wife Jenny's splendid ice cream beer. I got myself the Grater's Blackberry Chocolate Stout. I finally found Windridge Double IPA Hunt Ridge Reserve. I've been looking for that since March. And I got something called Burger Beer. It was five bucks a 12 pack. So Rob Martin and I are going to drink that at the pool when I get back. So I just parked about a mile downstream. I'm up here now. I'm going to work my way down. I've got on a pink and orange blended Reaper with a Snow White Damsel dropper. And we're going to see how far I can go. I was told there's carp, there's sawguy or sauger in here. And we'll see what else. I, I'm just going to be happy if I catch a fish. I'm just happy being out here. I don't have much adventure in my life these days. I've gotten into the routine of guiding and parenting. So it's nice to be out here. There's wind coming down the stream. There's better visibility. And I got the whole place to myself. So let's go see what I can 
catch. It's 12.14. I got to be back in the house by 2 for the match. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my way downstream kind of fast. Well, I'm going to get a new pair of pants. Let me catch you up from yesterday when I was rigging up my rods. That shoot was super fishy. It was a braid between an island and the mainland, you could say. And the water was rushing through there after coming down a dam. It was full of boulders and it was shaded. I really thought I was going to catch something a little bit bigger, but my first fish tugged on the Snow White Damsel dropper. And I was swinging, I was popping my fly through there, I was doing everything to mend and get it down deeper, and just absolutely no love from the fish. I went downstream a little bit, and fishing right along the edge, that little slack water, I felt a little tug. I thought, frankly, I snagged a rock. It was another small, small mouth. So the first one, you could say, if we're going to go with the Halloween analogy of candy bar size, the first small mouth was fun size. The second small mouth was, was a real candy bar size. It was not much. And being that it's a little tail water, there's constant water moving, the shoreline was extremely slick. And I did not have an easy time walking in my wellies. Now, my wellies are made by Les Chameaux. There is no way to contact them for repairs. The zipper completely broke on my left boot. So after, and this is about a year ago, and the snaps on the top have broken off, so they don't really stay on as well as they should. I decided I'm going to fish my way back up and probably just at this point head to the house to watch the match. I start walking upstream and my open boot, which looked like the old neighbor man from Home Alone, the guy with the salt and the shovel, my boot was open like that and it got caught in a rock. And right as I was trying to undo it, my right foot slipped on the slimy rocks and at the same moment, my phone chirped with a text message. I heard a tearing sound. And I finally got my leg freed. And I stood up and I had a hole from basically the top of my zipper at the crotch all the way down to my knee. So my Bass Pro Shops pants split wide open in the front. I've seen pants split open in the back. Actually, my last pair of Bass Pro Shops pants split down the back when I was at a gas station. I'm going to admit it's kind of nice having that sort of breeze blowing through when it's 92 degrees out. And at this point, it was a definite determination that I could not go to a pub because pretty much everything was exposed. So I started walking back to the house and decided, well, I did catch my two fish. They were nothing big, but I like to celebrate with a taco. So I put in the closest Taco Bell, which was in a sort of sketchy neighborhood. And I drove over there. I got three crunchy beef tacos and one beef burrito supreme. I have my ice water with me, so I didn't order a beverage. And I got a bunch of hot sauce. So I pull out and I start eating a taco with hot sauce, because that's what you got to do. 
and I drive off, and I'm each red light on the stretch, I'm squirting hot sauce on. And I like to eat the taco first because you got the crunchiness. A burrito is not going to get really any mushier. So you don't have to rush to eat your, your burrito. There's a definite chronological order of Taco Bell eating based on the deterioration of the crunch factor. So I go to reach for my burrito, and I'm about to get on the freeway or highway, whatever they call it here. And I notice there's no burrito. So I do a U-turn, and I'm like, man, I'm already a mile and a half away. And the match starts in 18 minutes. The England match versus Columbia. So I rush back to Taco Bell, and I go inside with it all hanging out. I figure, these people already screwed up my order, Joe Pesci style, at Subway. So I'm going to go in there and order my new, my new burrito they owe me. The guy in front of me in line is insisting that his seven-layer burrito has no sour cream and guacamole. And I'm like, yeah, man, that's right. I'm a seven-layer burrito, no tomato fan. And he's insisting, and the manager's like, no, it only comes with creamy, spicy ranch, cilantro, or jalapeno ranch. And I'm like, I don't know. At this point, they've screwed up two orders in a row. So we're going to let Taco Bell know about this mess up and the shenanigans and the ordering. So I get my burrito. I inhale it on the way back. I get there. Two minutes into the match, and my father-in-law, my father-in-law and I, don't really speak the same language, but we understand the language of football. So we watch that match while the wife, the mother-in-law, and the pixie come home with a pizza that they got for lunch. So Yuri and I are drinking a cold butt ice. The wife gets her Jenny's Splendid Hibiscus Pale Ale, which is pretty damn good. And we finished watching the match, and then Yuri makes some kebabs, and that was it. We got a massive thunderstorm last night, so Olentangy has jumped. The Scioto, or Scioto, I'm not good at pronouncing foreign state rivers. Whatever stream it is that I was fishing yesterday has also jumped. So we just did the Bexley Parade, and I bumped into one of my mom's best friends from my childhood. So we've got the Rutherford families we hang out with. We're one group of big family in our neighborhood. My parents had all of their friends from the, the synagogue for Northern Virginia Hebrew congregation that I grew up with. So we bumped into my mom's friend Judy at the same house that we watch the parade at every year. She lives down the street now. She left Northern Virginia years ago, moved to California, and she's back now in Columbus. So that was a big surprise. She didn't recognize me because my big cowboy hat and the kind of massive beard I've grown out last couple months so now i'm on my way to sierra trading post brick and mortar store i did not know sierra trading post had a brick and mortar store but i'm on my way there to get a pair of quick dry pants if they don't have a pair there i will be ordering a pair from one of the fly fishing companies i do business with when we get back i also need to order some fly tie material because i need to tie up some sand eels for Cape Cod, and I think I'm going to do them with Flyman Synthetic Bucktail. So I'm going to do olive, white, a little bit of blue, and a little bit of chartreuse mixed in there. And I will keep you posted on those. So that's it. I'm going to go buy a new pair of pants, and then my wife's friends are coming over. We're going to cook out in the back. And then I think I'm going to go fish. Honestly, it does not get dark here until 10 p.m. It's amazing. I can still see the tree lines in the neighborhood at 10 o'clock out the windows. 
So it looks like I might wait for it to cool down a bit and go fish tonight when the water levels hopefully drop. So that is it for now. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. That was a pretty cool store. The Sierra Trading Post has a lot of cool stuff. They've got Umqua, Montana Fly Company, Sims, Yeti. I ended up getting Avalanche brand quick dry pants. They're a little long. I think they're about a 30 or 32. I'm going to want to get those hemmed to about a 28, 26 because I like to have a shorter pant because when they get wet, they get longer. I picked up Sims brand solar UPF 50 arm sleeves, which I've wanted for a long time. They were $19 there. And you could get a whole box of Crelex flies for a couple of bucks, too. That was pretty nuts. They also had Costa sunglasses. You know what? I just found a beaver pond, so I am pulling over. I'm going to go fish here. Oh, that's a pretty cool spot. I'm at Morse Road and by United Dairy Farmers. So I'm going to park the car and go wet a line while I'm here. Anyway, uh, I also picked up a black diamond headlamp of 30 lumens. My black diamond headlamps are old and busted, so I couldn't pass that up. And then I rolled over to TJ Maxx and Marshalls to try and find the shorts I like to wear. They didn't have them. But I got my daughter a, a Snow White action figure with the wheelbarrow and flowers and some toys. And I asked if your last name was Snow White, if you got a discount. I've tried that at the Snow White Bar and Grill, the Snow White Bar in L.A. It never works, but I tried. So I'm going to go fish this spot. I'll let you know what happens. And I'm on my way to go uh, make groceries because we're having burgers tonight. So that last fishing spot on July 4th was kind of a bust. I got there, and there was an egret, there was a blue heron. Not much else in the way of fish. There was a pile of bleached crayfish part on the shoreline. After that, I moseyed on over to Kroger to make groceries for the luncheon for the, my wife and her friends that she grew up with, including Denver Jess, who we see when we're up in Breck a lot. And while I was in line at Kroger, the skies opened up with microburst clouds of just heavy moisture and these storms did not move for several hours so everything started flooding there was moving water just rolling down the street all afternoon so i 86 my plans to go out and fish yesterday afternoon which brings me here to a local park with some ponds that i found on google maps been looking at them for about a year now got a bus going by I'm wearing my new fishing pants. They're super long, so they're rolled up Huck Finn style. Definitely going to get these tailored when we get back home. And Ryan says there should be some fish here in these ponds. So it doesn't seem like it's illegal to come here. But last night, I bailed on the fishing and hung out at the house. 
try to get embarrassing stories about my wife from her youth, from her friends, but that didn't happen. We went to the fireworks, which did not start till 10 o'clock. So around 9.30, my wife and I drove down to Capitol University, parked and walked maybe half a mile to a spot. Something weird about this park. That's the second hair extension I found on the ground. So we were about 100 feet. We were right across the street from when they were launching the mortars, and you could feel every boom. And just, it was awesome. I got some cool videos and pictures of the reflections of the fireworks in that flowing water moving down the curb on the street. Came back. We wanted to go out for some late night food. Being that it was 11 o'clock, but small town, everything was closed. I think I'm coming upon a pond right now. I'm walking across a field. My flip-flops are getting wet from the morning dew. Decided not to wear the wellies because it's freaking hot and muggy out here. So let's see what I can find in this body of water. And Ryan and I may go do a canoe float tonight. That should be interesting. There are no plans for us back in my in-laws tonight, which frees me up to fish. Greetings from underneath an overpass. I'm somewhere around the confluence of the Shoto and Olentangy. The ponds this morning didn't pan out. Beautiful spot. Ponds were very shallow and concrete. And there's an upper pond and lower pond. And as I'm walking around, I'm thinking, this is the most unmanaged body of water I have seen in a long time. It was all green, blue, and mats of gunk and algae floating and on the bottom. How to take off my Reaper and dropper as they were getting tangled up in muck with every cast. And the smell of the algae that was taking off the hooks was disgusting. I spotted a couple nice largemouth in the shallows along the shore. There were some nice bald cypress looking knobs coming up in the water. So I switched to a scorpion bug and these bass were not interested in anything. I walked around and found some carp. They were extremely leader shy. They were not feeding. They were just sitting in the middle. But I threw some flies at them anyway. Just the leader landing on the still water spooked them. Went up to the top one, top pond, and there's just goose crap everywhere. And it smells. And nothing but itty bitty bluegill. I talked to a guy who's fishing with, I think was his grandson, using mealworms, just catching bluegill. He said that the pumps broke. So there's no circulation between upper body and lower body. So the water's become stagnant. So about the past month, those ponds in Bexley have, Bexley have just been disgusting. So I gave up there, went back home, caught up with morning edition, some ice water. And then we decided to take the Pixie over to the JCC to swim. We hung out there for about an hour and came back and I decided, well, I could hang out in the house or I could go fish. So I decided to come out here. The water is it's clear up to about a foot. So right now I'm chasing and sight casting a carp. The problem is these afternoon cumulus clouds keep blocking the sun and I lose my visual. And I'll be walking and just stumble upon a single solitary feeding fish. And I've got a copper and brown reaper with the Cree bug behind it. I've managed to sight cast a carp and land two fingerling smallmouth, about the same size as two days ago. So nothing great so far. I'm taking a break from the shade 
getting some breeze under this overpass. I might go out with Ryan in about two hours when he gets off work, depending on my family's schedule and the weather. It looks like some more boomers are coming through here. So I'm going to fish down here as long as I can. My pants are doing well. They're covered in mud. I stepped in some kind of white quicksand and my boot almost got pulled off. I had to grab the shoreline and pull myself out. So I decided not to venture upstream there any further. It was all shoulder length weeds. It just was not happening. So I'm moving downstream now, hoping that I can spot these fish from above. What I'm looking for is the inside of a riffle between the shore where there's a little bit of a bend in the water and that seems to be where they are feeding. I'm not gonna lie, it's hot out here. I haven't seen too many 7-Elevens for Slurpees. I'm gonna have to Google one, see what's on my maps, but as of yet, I've not seen a single 7-Eleven. Seen a lot of couches, a lot of couches, and the, it's incredibly flat here. Wherever I'm driving, I can see the high rises from downtown and I can see the weather at a great distance. I, I'm really not used to that. Anybody who runs or rides a bike here is lucky. There's no hills. That's it. I'm back under the overpass. I walked downstream, which turned into mostly deep mud flats with not a lot of structure and no fish when I could determine. Fished back up through the rocks and found a nice new bar of dial soap and a pair of scissors so those will go to the kid at the pool he can have fun with those i spotted one more feeding carp upstream and had two shots at that before it took off started walking back down here to leave and right in front of the shade line of the overpass was a feeding carp and i put my fly down near it twitched it twice and then my line started moving i set the hook the fish ran my line stopped coming out of the rod and I realized my shooting head, the bottom of it, the first several feet that come off the running line had tangled around. Oh, there's a fish right now. It tangled around my fighting butt and the fish broke me off. So I put on another Cree bug and I'm sitting up here, a little elevated, and I can see two large plumes of mud down there, but I can't see what's in them because of the water quality. So this is probably it for the podcast. You know, it looks like I'm going to go back after this, shower, repack the car. We're going to eat some local pizza tonight. So I don't think I'm going to go fish with Ryan on this trip. It'd be nice, but not if it was the last night. Again, the, the weather got me. Hopefully up in Cape Cod, I will have some better weather. That plume of mud is moving closer towards me. So hopefully there's a, a fish with it that will come into the shallow so I can see. It's not the easiest place to fish. The whole shoreline are loose cobbles. So if you're walking and paying attention, you're going to fall a little bit. If you're hunting fish and not looking where you're walking, you're going to lose footing about every other step. It's not been easy. If I wasn't wearing my wellies, I'd probably have some busted up toes and twisted ankles. It's been hot, it's been pouring rain, it's had flooded water, here comes a big egret. I'm surprised to see egrets here in downtown Columbus. So I'll probably give this about 10 more minutes of standing here just sighting 
fish if there's anything down there. Unless they're in a foot of water, I can't see them. So it's pointless to blind cast out there. I hope you all have done better on your July 4th holidays. All I've caught out here are four small, smallmouth and one carp that popped me off immediately. I'm having fun though. I'm having fun, but I figure if I'm not going to be catching fish, I can go home and not catch fish with a cold beer. So that's looking more and more plausible each moment. These muds are slowly getting closer, so I'm hoping a fish comes into casting range. I'm way up here on the bank looking down. I'm right next to, looks like Ben and Dawn's rock that they put graffiti on. It's a nice breeze coming through. Well, the trip to Columbus was fun, although the fishing just didn't materialize. You just can't can't change the weather unless you're Chris Cease and you have the ability to change the weather. Flooded waters seem to follow me everywhere I go. Hopefully next time I visit Columbus, the weather should be nicer. I'm looking maybe to do some steelhead fishing with Ryan in the fall. So I get back home after my nasty day just trudging through the mud and water and all I want is that cold shower. I get in the shower and my bar of soap is gone. There was no soap in the upstairs bathroom of my in-laws. My wife had packed it for me. I lost it and there was only one clean towel left in the house and that was mine in the bathroom. So if I'd gotten out, dried off, walked around the house to find my soap, I would have come back and there would have been no clean towels. No dry towels. That's towel math for you. It was cool to introduce my in-laws to some new foods, mostly tacos. I think we might do bulgogi tacos again on Cape Cod. I've got some cool beers to drink. And a long ride ahead of us. We'll see who wins the World Cup when we get back. I am still rooting for England unless they screw something up in the is it semi, quarterfinal. I don't remember. Anyway, I'm hoping this heat wave breaks, and my mind now is just on guiding clients and packing for 10 days in Cape Cod. I can't tell you how excited I am. Never really thought I'd be visiting Cape Cod. It's something I've entertained since I worked with a guy named Jared Mertens in Ocean Reef Club in 99 to 2000. And I don't know much about it. It, We're going to try and get the guys from the Bears Den on the podcast and find out fly fishing 101 from them. Maybe we'll stop there on our way up to Cape Cod at the end of the month. That's it. So fishing, the biggest thing I caught really was an earthworm. Got to find some crazy cool stuff in the rivers as normal. Had a good time. Got to sleep on a couch instead of a cot. And the air conditioning in there was awesome. That is it. Hope you all had a great July 4th. I hope you were safe. No crazy shenanigans. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com.
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.